Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America Sunday Show. Thanks for being with us. This week, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, is said to be ready to rubber stamp the reauthorization of the FISA 702 program, the FISA program they used to spy on President Trump, his associates in 2016, you remember all that, and to spy on the rest of us whenever they want. Politico is reporting the compromise legislation is still being drafted. In other words, warrantless surveillance is here to stay and Mike Johnson doesn't have the stomach to fight it. I hope you'll consider calling the Capitol switchboard and demand your representative and your senators vote against reauthorization. That phone number is 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. Hope you'll call them. 202-224-3121. And 17 rhinos in the Senate last week voted to send Ukraine another $60 billion your dollars and mine, vowing to put our border first. Of course, they didn't, but the $60 billion, they did. The rhinos are Shelley Moore Capito, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, John Cornyn, Joni Ernst, Chuck Grassley, John Kennedy, Mitch McConnell, Jerry Moran, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Mike Rounds, Dan Sullivan, John Thune, Tom Tillis, Roger Wicker, and Todd Young. Those senators are a disgrace. Our first guest today is retired Navy SEAL, host of the Operator podcast, Rob O'Neill. And Rob, great to have you with us, as always. The bill the Rhinos wanted everybody to sign on to and vote for, they ran from that bill because the backlash was so loud all across the country. (laughs) They didn't even stand behind it for 48 hours. Your reaction? Thanks again for having me, Lou. Great to be here. My thoughts were uh, initially what the government always does. They give it a nice, pretty name, and they pretend it's something that it's not. Like, the, you know, Build Back Better is the Green New Deal, and now the Border Bill is a 
basically funding Ukraine and uh, just sending billions off to different places that we're not even sure where they're going because it's so um, it, it's not clear exactly what they're doing with what they're funding. And basically what we're doing is we're making countries around the world uh, just turn into dependents, like welfare states. We spent more now on Ukraine than we did on the Marshall Plan to rebuild Europe after World War II. And it's just um, just because because nobody in Washington earns any money, they don't care about it. And these are, you know, people are hurting with inflation. People are hurting with all. I mean, the taxes are nonstop and the money goes nowhere. It doesn't go to homeless vets. It's not going to our border. But um, I'm happy with the way they're they're making people vote to go on the record because so many backdoor deals seem to be made nowadays with unelected bureaucrats in a different room. And they just hand them a bill and someone signs it or a staffer tells them to sign it or which way are we voting on this? But even when the uh, Speaker Johnson said it's dead on arrival, I, I think they shouldn't do that. I think you should force people to sit down and put it on the record you voted for or against it. And I mean, the American public's never going to read it because we're so distracted by everything. And, you know, powers that be and senators have been doing that forever. Back to the Roman times. That's where they're feeding Christians to the lions back in the day because too many people were complaining. Well, let's make a big stadium. We'll distract them. We'll entertain them while getting rid of our enemies. And that's just uh they, they're just they're counting on us not paying attention. And, and, no, and no matter what, no matter what they do, it always seems like we'll complain for two years or four years, whatever it is. And then we just reelect the incumbent most of the time. No, you're exactly right. And the, the 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 madness of it all is becoming increasingly clear as the times become increasingly desperate. We're in, in wars uh, all over the country, but, but we don't talk about them. It's a war in Syria. It's a war in Iraq. It's a, uh, in point of fact, it's a war in northern uh, Jordan. Uh, we're looking across the, the landscape right now. We've got SEALs all over the world. Uh, we've got special forces all over the world. It, it's, it's insane what we're doing right now. Well, and you got to figure with the special forces, you need to have the support with them. And that was our... Uh, our three heroes that were just killed, um, you know, a number of days ago because they're there to support the special forces. So we're talking 2,500 to 3,000 people, American soldiers in Iraq, and we're in Syria, and we've got guys in Yemen. Um, we've been running stuff there all the time, and we're always involved. And it's just uh, my favorite phrase I used to come up with was uh, the military sort of is a self-licking ice cream cone. We just go places and spend money, and then we just sort of support ourselves when it's not necessary. And then with the funding that goes with it, we're, we send billions of dollars to countries that hate us. Like, we're sending billions to Egypt. They don't like us. And they're the ones building a wall. They, don't, they want to keep the Palestinians out. So that tells you something about that whole thing, to which side they're on. But, you know, just the money, it, just, it doesn't even matter to a lot of these people, in Washington especially. You know, and and right now, even the elites in this country, uh, the Wall Street, let's talk about the Wall Street elites for a second. They're starting to get the idea that maybe they screwed up back in 2020. They're starting to get the idea maybe that it would be really good to have law and order uh, and stable markets for their own prosperity uh, to satisfy their own greed. Uh, and that they've made a huge mistake by putting this uh, puppet president in office with all of the markets. Marxists who surround him and control him and who are driving the nation in uh, these uh, extraordinary directions, like open borders, uh, inviting in tens of millions of people without vetting them, without knowing whether they will have skills, let alone the fact that they don't, no impediment, no problem, come on in. And we'll spend half a billion, half a trillion dollars uh, on you for the next 20 years rather than our own people. The madness is well, here. The elites are beginning to see it. Look at the $53 million that New York just said they're going to give to migrants, give them, uh, you know, stipend every single month. So that's $53 million of taxpayer money going to people who are here illegally. The first 
Their first act to come into the United States was breaking the law. And then you've got these Democrats that, you know, the whole admit nothing, deny everything, make counter accusations. They're the ones they want to, they, they, and even though they say they don't, they want to take away guns and they want to uh, defund the police. And you're going to get what you get. I mean, if you just take a second and put yourself in the shoes of, say, someone that's poor, and you, like, say, say if I'm like an 18 year old dude in New York and I'm poor and I can get away with going and stealing a bunch of stuff. I mean, that's what they're doing. There's, there's no consequences. There are gangs that live in Florida, come to New York to steal, and then they go sell it in Florida. And they were asked why they don't just stay in Florida. Well, they have laws there. They put us in jail, not in New York. And everything up to the uh, attorney general in New York, it, it's lawless. And that's kind of what they want. They want the chaos because the Marxists hate this country. And, uh, and part of the plan, too, when, when they uh, – however, I'm not even going to get into how they got Biden into office as a puppet. Their plan flooded with potential voters from every country in the world. And they don't care if there's military age males from China, from Pakistan, from Afghanistan, from Senegal, and all those countries are coming here and probably another 80 countries. Uh, and you know, they're all military age men. What, you know, the Democrats only care about power. That's one way to do it. Um, pass the courts, make Puerto Rico a state, make, uh, you know, put senators in DC, two more democratic senators. That's what they want to do because they don't care about the little guy. They care about their own personal power. I'm convinced that there's some sort of narcissistic magnet that's in Washington, D.C., and they get sucked into it. And you got a bunch of these sociopaths up there with the purse strings. Yeah, they're sociopaths, they're psychopaths, they're whatever they are, uh, is pathological. I, I, I'm not mm -hmm. a psychiatrist, uh, but I, I, I see aberrant personalities and I recognize uh, what the, the dangers are. And by the way, uh, everything on Capitol Hill is flashing red. Uh, it's, uh, it's stunning, the times in which we live. And we are talking uh, with retired SEAL Team 6, uh, SEAL Robert O'Neill. Uh, he uh, is a great American, and as you've just heard, uh, smarter than a whip. We're coming right back. Stay with us. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now. We're talking with Rob O'Neill. And Rob, you, you mentioned the Middle East where madness always prevails, it seems, and chaos reigns. But to see the national security uh, advisor to the president, uh, Jake Sullivan, talk about 
the, the, the madness of a two-state solution is the only way forward for Israel and, and by the way, support of the United States, uh, as he tried to coerce, uh, is for a two-state solution. It's as if he had witnessed, read nothing about the history of the region over the course of the last half century. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are they had a uh, two-state solution in October of last year. And it was violated when they went through and uh, did the, the horrific acts that they did to uh, men, women, children, innocent people in Israel. There was a two-state solution, and there was a ceasefire, and Hamas, um, they violated it. And this is some of the worst atrocities we've seen since the Holocaust. And uh, the, the, the way that I put it, too, it just, I try to keep it simple, because um, just for myself, so I understand it. If, if the uh, Palestinians threw their weapons into the Mediterranean Sea tomorrow, there would be peace. If the Israelis threw their weapons into the Mediterranean Sea tomorrow, there would be genocide. That should be simple enough for people to understand what's going on. And keep in mind, these innocent Palestinians, they voted for Hamas. They elected them up in the 90 percentile. They voted them in. And then they complained that they're not getting aid from us and from Israel. We're the only ones to give them aid. It's like, you, they're, they're, can, can you run yourself or not? And they complain about it after they, uh, you know, I don't even like thinking about what they did to those innocent people. And, that, and that's, again, another, another country. Prime example of gun control. They, well, they, they don't have any guns because the army is going to be there to protect them. Like with us, the cops are going to come to help you. But what if they don't? And that's just part of protecting yourself. And you should be able to do that. But the two-state solution isn't going to happen until they get rid of these leaders. And that, that goes for uh, Yemen, which is barely a country, and Iran. You, we can't just hit proxies and say, there, we did something. You've got to take out the senior leadership. And it sucks, and I don't want a war to happen. But there are ways to do right now. No one is afraid of us. Actually, it's the opposite. They're laughing at us. They can't. I mean, people overseas cannot believe we have this guy in office. Look at his schedule. The White House puts it out every day. Joe Biden doesn't do anything. Maybe one event on Thursday every week. He doesn't do anything. And they, they know that they're, they're uh, uh, you know, I've talked to family members who are getting out of the military instead of doing their 20 years because they can't stand the woke politics and it's invading everywhere. And eventually we run into the truth and the truth is going to hurt the next generation. Yeah, if, if if not already this, uh, because we really right, I think right now do not have the capacity to carry out uh, a significant to fight in a significant conflict, uh, whether it be in the Middle East, whether we probably would be better off it's if it is in the Middle East, frankly, militarily. Uh, but Europe, we have uh, what a hundred thousand troops on the eastern flank for what? What are they going to be cannon fodder? Uh, this is the most mindless thing I've ever seen uh, when it comes to the U.S. military uh, deploying troops in peacetime. Uh, we have those troops putting the, we put them in harm's way. They're within uh, within every seemingly every weapon that the uh, that Russia has. Uh, and and for what they've been there now two years. Two years, and it makes no sense whatsoever, the deployment of any of these troops strategically. Uh, Europe suddenly doesn't have troops. NATO doesn't exactly work in Eastern Europe. Uh, this is a bizarre circumstance. Your thought? Well, my thoughts are the agreement with NATO is every country that's a part of it has to pay 2% of their GDP, and nobody does except pretty much us and maybe two other countries. And if, you know, they keep saying that they, they could, the military industrial complex can make a lot of money if they keep us afraid with war or the uh, possibility of war. And if, if I'm an American first guy and I, you know, they're saying, well, Putin's going to roll through Poland. Putin's going to roll through Germany. Well, first of all, no, he's not because Germany and Poland are not Ukraine. But second of all, still not our problem. We have a, we have the whole Atlantic Ocean. 
you know, we'll see it coming. If Germany is so concerned about Putin, why don't they get their house in order? Why are they doing all this? They're doing the same mass migration stuff that's not helping their country. All they're doing is depleting their, uh, all their resources. Um, if, you know, if they want to be serious about it, they can do something too. It's not the United States' job to just give handouts, but we do that for some reason. We like to appease everybody except Americans. We love to give money to Ukraine. We just we love, love to try to play nice. We send pallets of cash to Iran. You're not going. These you're not going to win them over. I had a um, terrorist personally tell me you're not going to win my hearts and minds by bringing me tea and cookies. They understand fear. They understand death. They understand strength. You don't just give them money saying, "Hey, you know what they said? They're going to take this nuclear energy and use it for peaceful means." No, they're not. The first second they get a nuclear weapon, it's going right to Tel Aviv. And do you know how many former generals and admirals uh, and intel community folks are involved in that effort to get Saudi Arabia nuclear power plants? It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting because they know what will be the path, the trajectory of that nuclear power plant uh, and uh, the fissionables that are uh, processed. I, I mean, it's it, to me, it's disgusting to what is happening to the revolving door with the lobbyists and the military and the military industrial complex. And I understand everybody has to make a buck. But, man, they said they suddenly don't understand the, the concept of national security. No, not at all. And, and um, I'm going to probably butcher this quote, but Albert Einstein, who obviously played a key role in inventing the atomic bomb, he said, I don't know what weapon will end the Third World War, but I know they'll be fighting the Fourth World War with sticks and stones. Because that's the point we're getting to where we can destroy the entire planet. We're back to caveman days. And it's a scary truth. And we can sit here and live in the fiction of Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff. But when reality hits in the form of a mushroom cloud or, or a, a let's hope they've a pulse and everything is off. Uh, you're going to figure out uh, I should have paid attention uh got some survival skills because I need to feed the family, get some water in my, you know, my car, my phone, my house doesn't work right now. Coming up next, President Trump's attorneys head to the Supreme Court, fighting back against the Marxist Dems' efforts to keep Trump off the ballot in Colorado. It's not going well for the Marxist Dems. We're coming right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for staying with us on the Great America Sunday Show. Our next guest is Kurt Olson, conservative attorney. And Kurt, it's great to have you with us. There's so much that we could take up here today, but I'd like to start with the trial in Georgia where federal judge Amy Totenberg is deliberating a path toward a verdict in the Curling v. Raffensperger case on electronic voting in Georgia. What do you expect her to do? 
Well, closing arguments, Lou, and it's great to be with you, by the way. Closing arguments in curling were held on Thursday. The judge now has all of the evidence, has taken it under advisement. I suspect it could be at least several weeks before a ruling is issued. The, uh, the interesting aspect of curling was how one of the plaintiff's groups uh, bent over backwards to limit the vulnerabilities with the machines and the issues therein to just what are called ballot marking devices. Mm -hmm. These are touchscreen voting machines where there is not a paper ballot that is hand filled out and then tabulated. And so that, that system is only used statewide in Georgia. And that particular plaintiff group bent over backwards to not say anything about the tabulators, which is a, a device that, that reads paper ballots, takes an image, tabulates the vote, and then you know, gives the result. And tabulators are, are a component that is extremely vulnerable to manipulation and to rigging an election. So it was odd that one of the plaintiff's groups tried to avoid that, but Garland Favorito, uh, voter GA, and Ricardo Davis, the plaintiff there, with their counsel, David Oles, made great headway in upsetting those plans to avoid discussions about the tabulators and just brought forward tremendous evidence of how the tabulators can be used to manipulate elections. And also importantly, that 2020 was affected by such manipulation. And that is something uh, I think the, the court and the other plaintiffs group were trying to avoid. We know, at least circumstantially, uh, by inference that the powers that be do not want this case to move forward to a conclusion uh, that will have significant impact. Uh, they have, been, for example, it's one of the few cases I've ever seen where Curlin B. Raffensperger, an appellate court, has already decided that the defendant in the case, the state and the secretary of state, Brad Raffensperger, doesn't have to be in a trial <laughs> it, because he have, he's in such a high office with the thinking of the uh, of the circuit court. Uh, it, that's in and of itself is bizarre. Uh, the the trial judge in this case, it's a bench trial. Uh, there's no jury. And uh, she uh, put the leading expert witnesses study of the vulnerability uh, and the anomalies of these voting machines, put his uh, his research and study and conclusions under seal for two, two years. Uh, this doesn't doesn't bode well for a, a decision based on the evidence uh, and uh, and uh, if you will a, a high level of uh, integrity. Well, no, it doesn't. I mean, when you look at the use of electronic voting machines and the fact that every step of the way there have been efforts by the voting machine companies and election officials to stop anybody from peeking inside to know what goes on. And then you have to ask yourself why we, we for 200 years, we had hand counted paper ballots. It was done in the open. What is so secret that we can't know how the voting machines actually process the votes. And so if there was nothing to be concerned about, and it's always there, the mantra is basically trust us. Yes. CAC certified, 
you know, we do logic and accuracy tests, we do risk limiting audits and so forth. So just trust us. And every time something pops up, they had, like the Antrim glitch where 6,000 votes were flipped from Trump to Biden in 2020. It, it always is a, an administrative error or something like that. All right. It's never a full investigation. So the question is, what are they trying to hide? Well, it, it, it is interesting to me that not only are they trying to hide it, uh, they're trying to, uh, at the same time, save their industry uh, by through obfuscation. And the trial court seems seem to be, and I'm talking state courts and federal courts, seem to uh, affix themselves to the fortunes of the electronic voting companies. Uh, I I don't know if uh, I don't know the degree to which there is any crooked. Uh, uh, manipulation uh, going on, but I do know this. What I was asking for in 2020 was that a, a, a strong, uh, vast uh, investigation because we had so many questions, uh, common sense questions, like what were they doing in Wayne County, putting up boards around the uh, the election counting uh, uh, section? Uh, what 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 the heck happened to to those all those votes in Georgia? At what was it two in the morning? I can't remember what time it was. But and suddenly, you know, the votes changed magically uh, and and they, everyone wanted to poop who that is. If, you know, there were there were some sort of sophisticated level of knowledge about this that we just simply couldn't get to. Uh, by the way, they, it turns out they were right. They're hiding everything about those machines. And now we have. We have uh, Halderman, Alex Halderman, the professor from University of Michigan, actually in a matter of seconds, demonstrating that the machines can be hacked in the courtroom. He did it in the courtroom. Uh, they can be hacked. They can be manipulated, uh, changing both candidate names and votes and vote totals. I, I mean, how do they how do they survive that? Well, they're going to survive it by bobbing and weaving, I think, like they always do. And so if you look at Professor Halder, and yes, he demonstrated how easy it is to hack into a machine or these ballot marking devices. Again, he limited it to the BMDs, not to tabulators. But his report inspired CISA belatedly to come out with an advisory in June of 2022, where they highlighted nine, nine critical vulnerabilities. But here's what they said. There's no evidence that any uh, of these vulnerabilities were exploited. Right, right. But the question is, they never looked. Exactly. So, you know, they never looked. And so this is the bob and weave that I mentioned earlier. Kurt, I want to take that up. Uh, we got a quick uh, break here. We're coming right back. We're talking with Kurt Olson, a former SEAL and now a trial attorney. Uh, and uh, by the way, when you say cause of action around him, you better understand you'll get one or the other. We're coming right back. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. We're talking with Kurt Olson, conservative attorney, as I said, former U.S. Navy SEAL. Kurt, 
as we as we broke for a break there, you were talking about uh, in a, in effect uh, a shell game that's played by uh, the various parties. Uh, it, is there an opportunity here to break the shell game to actually get down to what is inside those machines and make it make it known to the voting public so that they understand the complete uh, depth of concern uh, on the part of those who want a, a electoral system of great integrity? I think there is, because regardless, curling has broken the logjam that says, you know, 2020 was the most secure election in history or that these machines are secure and there's nothing to see here. So even though the uh, case was focused on the ballot marking devices, it shows that, yes, you can hack into these machines easily. And I think it advances public awareness that these machines should not be used to hold our most precious right to vote. And yet here we are, the whole country, it seems, it's not the whole country, but it seems the whole country uh, is using these electronic voting machines. And I, when I think about this, I mean, I think of, uh, you know, uh, the 2001 Space Odyssey, uh, and not how, but rather the monolith as everybody, you know, is it draws everyone's attention into the movie. Uh, it's a black box. It's a uh, it might as well be a monolith because it's uh, impenetrable. Uh, it is uh, it uh, uh, evades any inspection. And we really don't know the purpose, but we know what we're supposed to do. And that is uh, genuflect in its presence. And take whatever follows, uh, you know, as as gospel. This is this is a mindless way uh, for a country, a nation, a superpower, in point of fact, to vote. Okay, we'll just take your word for it. Where else in our society do we just take somebody's word for something? Uh, it, it's crazy. Well, but not only that, but you know, there are countries that refuse to use electronic voting machines, such as Taiwan, which just recently held an election without voting machines. And the same thing in France and federal elections in Canada do not use electronic voting machines for all the reasons you know, that we're talking about. And and, and wondering why, how is it we got to this point right now with uh, Curling v. Uh, Raffensperger uh, for the first time watching a, a an expert uh, manipulate the machine, hack the machine, uh, which was we were told by all of the voting companies that these machines are not hackable. They're not uh, available to the Internet. There is no way there can be any communication, uh, all of this. And in one one showing, uh, prof prof Professor Alderman demonstrated that it was all a fiction and that they weren't protected and they're and they're in great need of protection because they can't even tell if it's been exploited, no matter what uh, the uh, uh, cybersecurity and infrastructure agency said. It's pure pablum that they're putting out. It's a second run of telling the truth. And 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 Saifa is uh, Saisa is just whipped at both. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. I mean, there's so first of all, there's nothing magical about these voting machines. They use, you know, off the shelf components that are made in China and elsewhere. Their software is Windows based software. Often it, there's nothing magical about it. 
I mean, we hear time and time again of all these other electronic systems, not voting systems, but these electronic systems being hacked. So, for example, you know, in, on December 15, 2020, just a month after the election, we had the largest breach called SolarWinds right. that penetrated over 15,000 companies and government agencies. And so there's nothing magical about voting machines. All computers can be hacked. And here's here's did what came out in Curly. One oh, can I just fact. interject. Sure. That, that was a, a, a Microsoft uh, product that was vulnerable. Is that right? It was a software manufactured by uh, by a company called SolarWinds, but it used a Windows-based system. Exactly. Right off that. Right. Now, but it came out in curling, for example, that the machines, you know, we're all told that they're not online, no connection to the Internet. Well, no, it was shown in curling that those machines are set up for wireless access. So this Bernard that there is no connection to the Internet and, you know, or, you know, outside outside entities was shown in curling to not be accurate. Well, don't they all, and I understand that it's very difficult to have considerable technology, technological knowledge if you're a county clerk and you're running the elections, uh, whomever you may be associated with it, uh, or the Secretary of State for that matter, taking care of the election for the whole state. Uh, there's no way these folks are going to be technologically uh, so adroit. Uh, so they seek protection, do they not? The guarantees of uh, the integrity of these uh, machines, uh, do they have such a guarantee or not? They have the facade of guarantees. Even Professor Halderman testified under oath that he could defeat risk-limiting audits and logic and accuracy tests. Those two, those two tests are designed supposedly to give the public confidence that the machines are accurately reading and tabulating votes, and they can be easily defeated. And as Professor Halderman testified as such. And so when you talk about election officials not understanding the complexity of these machines, that makes the point. If, if the election officials don't understand how they work, how why should we be using them to conduct our elections? Because Dominion actually provides, for example, employees on site in many jurisdictions to help run the elections because the election officials don't have the skills. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Join us here tomorrow for The Great America Show. Our guest is my friend, The War Room, Steve Bannon. Please join us. It'll be a hoot. And please watch The Lou Dobbs Tonight Show every weeknight on Lindell TV, Rumble, Twitter, and Frank Speech, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Follow me on Twitter and True Social as well at Lou Dobbs on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.